Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, welcome to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Michael here with you in the studio with Pastor Craig Jarvis. Hey, Craig. Good morning. Good to be here. Thanks, Michael. Awesome. Suze is about to have a baby. So you, you for actually the next uh, week or two, you're going to be with us in the studio and you're going to be dropping some heat. I'm very excited. Thank you for being here. And not, not babies, not babies. You're just going to be dropping some theological, biblically grounded, very wise, super encouraging biblical help. Here we go. All right. Pastor Craig is the role of the pastor dead. If I may little context for the question, cause there's a bit more here, AKA, why can't we outsource pastors is if we have therapists. So as I interface with non-Christians, uh, their view of you and me is very much like seventh heaven. Remember the TV show, seventh heaven, it was the show of a, a pastor and his family. And, and, uh, their idea is that the role of the pastor is really just functionally irrelevant because they see the church as completely irrelevant after all. Pastors are not very smart or competent in a lot of things. They see, culturally speaking, pastors have more of a, just more of a weak mindset. And so, so are, this is all their perception or your perception? Their perception. All oh, right. Okay. I, actually, when people hear that I'm a pastor, one of the most common responses is like, you're a pastor. <laughs> right? Do you ever get that? They're yeah. like, the first time I met you. Same yeah. Thing. You're like, no, you're a pastor. <laughs> Um, but what it does is it actually, it, it shows that they have all of this residual ideas in their head about what mm -hmm. pastors are, are not. Usually the ideas are not that they are strong, filled with integrity, very intelligent, competent. You know I mean? Those are not typically the adjectives that most people think of when they think of a pastor. Mm -hmm. So, um, Pastor Craig, is the role of the pastor dead in the age of therapists? No. Next question. Next question. Here we go. No, that's, uh, it's. It is a good question because as life evolves, um, psychology and psychotherapists and those, that profession seems to be taking over and filling in gaps that I think uh, the Lord gave pastors to fill in a, a lot of those different areas, but even more so because we are given the direction of um, not only providing answers to life or spiritual, physical, emotional direction, but we're also given the responsibility to shepherd, which is what the word pastor means. It means shepherd. When Jesus, uh, before he ascended into heaven, he visited the disciples, interestingly enough, on this resurrection week, right after he rose from the dead, and he gave the job of shepherding his people to an individual, Peter, mm. in John chapter 21. And then um, uh, the apostle Paul addresses all those letters in the New Testament to churches and to the elders or the shepherds of those churches. So there's an ongoing commitment, I think, from God's people to do the work that Jesus has given them to do. And pastors are given a unique gift from God, so much so that there's actually a list of qualifications given in scripture in Titus 1 and 1 Timothy 4, where we're, or 1 Timothy 3, where we're told what the qualifications for these men are. So pastors exhibit a gift that God has given uh, just like somebody else in the church would exhibit different gifts in the church. So it's not like we're different people. It's just that this is how we use our gifts. In fact, he addresses this in Ephesians chapter four and verse 12, uh, verse 11, he gave the apostles and the prophets and the evangelists and shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry for building up of the body of Christ until we all attain the unity of faith and knowledge in the son of God to mature manhood 
to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So there's a responsibility that those of us that are given this gift of shepherding exhibit and use it in a church context with a group of people that are growing in Christ. Yeah. And so the pastoral role is focused on the local church and without a local church, there is no really functional pastor pastor role. Our job in the context of a local church is to build up the body of Christ. That's what you just read from yeah, and Ephesians 4.11. Interestingly enough, in this COVID situation that we're in right now, we're finding that our our gifts as shepherds can go actually beyond the local church yep. to people who are dropping in online or whatever, and then who, who look to us to give them to exhibit our gifts of shepherding yeah. even in their lives. Yeah, I was, um, I left a, this is kind of a, an interesting series of events that happened two days ago. I left um, a funeral at the funeral home as I'm walking out of the funeral home. I, uh, as I'm literally walking out, I get in my car and then a family, uh, a man who I did a funeral for him earlier in the week, he comes in, uh, gets out of his car. I get out of my car and I say, Hey, and we're talking and, and uh, he was there with his son who I'm not his pastor, but um, I'm pastoring him in that moment. Mm-hmm. I get in my car and the, between the funeral home and my home, it's about a two minute drive. Mm-hmm. As I'm driving down the road, um, there's an owner of a restaurant and I see her bringing stuff out of a restaurant. I pull over and, and uh, I just ask her, Hey, how you doing? How's business? And she was super emotional and she doesn't go to my church and uh, I'm pastoring mm-hmm. and shepherding her. Mm-hmm. And, and I uh, took a moment and just told her, Hey, encouraged her and, and uh, told her I'd be praying for her. And then, I'm not even home yet. I get on my street and then my neighbor's there and I stop mm-hmm. and I pull over. I'm not even out of my car yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I'm walking out of a funeral mm-hmm. with a family mm-hmm. um, and I've run into one, two, three. Now this mm-hmm. is the fourth person mm-hmm. and he doesn't go to my church at all. And I'm uh, just, Hey man, how you doing? How's everything? And just, just caring for him, just mm-hmm. asking questions, making sure he's all right. And and so, right. Like I, I, I have a, a role because of the local church, mm-hmm. but my role doesn't stop there. Mm-hmm. I mean, anybody, that crosses our path. We have the opportunity to shepherd them. And uh, that's why they say, you don't just, you don't make a shepherd. Shepherds are recognized, mm-hmm. not made. You know, mm-hmm. when we find elders, pastors, we find people who are already doing this yeah. work of care and shepherding. They and already teaching. fill the bill in first Timothy three. They already Correct. fit that bill. Yep. And it's interesting when Jesus talks about himself, he talks about himself as our shepherd, our yep. good shepherd. So the role of shepherd is not just to, you know, divulge information to people when they need to hear it, but there's so much more there's protecting, there's, watching, make sure wrong doctrine doesn't come in. Yep. Um, people may not know, but you and I have gone to school literally for almost a decade mm-hmm. in order to do this kind of ministry um, because we want to do our gifts as best as we can yeah. and give them, give them to the Lord. So we are constantly learning, constantly growing, constantly learning to do better so that we can shepherd, protect, teach, all of those things feed feed the sheep, so we can do all these things as best as we possibly can. Yep. Now let's let's talk about the question from a an inverse perspective. Let's talk about the limitations of pastoral ministry because um, you and I experienced this um, thing where almost like the burden to be all things to all people at all mm-hmm. times. But you and I are just men. We have we have limits, and so um, there are limits to what pastors do and don't do. And so one of the analogies I think of is like that of a doctor. And so a doctor went to school, is trained, is equipped, um, but doesn't mean they're equipped to do everything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even mean they're equipped to do everything within the medical field. Mm-hmm. And um, and when they leave the doctor's office, they're still a doctor. And even though you might not be a patient, they may still give insight and wisdom and care as a doctor um, and a, a, to family or friends or something of the sorts. And so everywhere they go, they're a doctor, but they do have a sphere. The only reason they can actually be called a doctor is because 
these things called hospitals exist. You know what I mean? Or even if they're like on Lost, which is what we're watching at our home all over again. You know, Jack is the doctor and all of a sudden he rises to the top because all these injured people need attention. Totally. And so the analogy is so good because when we come across people that are in need, our shepherding gift naturally comes out of us. And um, I, I often tell people, I, I, I'm what they ask me why I'm a pastor. I say I, I don't think I can do anything else because if I did anything else, I'd like I'd like be a pastor, you truck just be driver, a pastor, truck driver, I'd be yes. a pastor, <laughs> restaurant owner. I, I so just true. can't. It just bleeds out. It does. Yeah. I mean, think about like the limits of our role. Like we we talk about pastoral ministry has four facets to it. Uh, one is this shepherding, this caring, this very like nurturing side. Mm. Uh, another is teaching. Mm-hmm. Another is protection. Mm-hmm. Another is discipline. Right. Those are like four things that we lean into, mm-hmm. and uh, we do those as pastors. But then, like, I'm married to a counselor, um, and she actually there's things that I don't, I can't address because they're just honestly like that's not where I'm skilled mm-hmm. in any way. Yeah. And uh, but then. There, there are things that come to me that I punt to her and then she punts them to a specialist. When we talk about addiction recovery, mm. the idea that I'm going to be the best person to walk you through addiction recovery. Um, I am a part of the solution, mm. but I'm not the totality of the solution. And so you think about the human as, as the combination of soul and body and, and really our job is to, is to care for people and their souls. It's never disconnected from their body because we feed them and we encourage them. We do all that as well. We also understand that there are other practices that come in to support um, the, the care of the total person. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the scope of our authority and our responsibility, it's a really, really big deal. And no therapist can come in and take on the spiritual shepherding of a soul in the context of a local community. That is uh, designated specifically by God for the role of pastor in the context of a local church. But um, but to also know, Pat, like in seminary, <clears throat> I went to a handful of my wife's counseling classes as uh, what do you call the? Um, it's been a long time. Uh, those extra classes, electives. Thank yeah. you, Michael. Um, and one of the things that all the counseling classes did is they kept talking about how frustrated they were with pastors trying to be more than they are, acting like they're experts in things that they're not. And uh, I think it's good for the pastors to know the scope of your role. It's it's essential, but know where your expertise ends know where your skills and know where your knowledge and know, know where the limits are. And then don't be afraid to cooperate. Don't, don't be afraid to not be everything everybody needs. I, I meet a portion of the needs of the people in our church, but I'm not the totality of them. Mm-hmm. And so understanding even the limitations of that, it's really freeing for me to know, like when a couple comes in, I'm like, listen, I'll, I don't know what to do. I wish I did. I want to pray for you. I want to encourage you. I want to open up God's word for you. I know what that says on this issue, but the nuances, uh, honestly, there's another person who I think loves the Lord and would actually have the expertise to walk you from where you are to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And that's been really freeing for me to know my limits. So final word, Craig, give our pastors an encouragement. Pastors are needed because the church is the organization. It's the lifeblood of Jesus Christ in this world. And our job as pastors is to feed the sheep um, in all the roles that we've already talked about. And uh, until Jesus comes back, and uh, the responsibility on pastor's shoulders is that they, is that they use their gift well, because uh, I have no doubt in my mind that we as the f- ones who have been entrusted with these flocks will give an account to God someday for how we did. Awesome. I want to invite you back next time. We're going to answer the question, why don't we as Christians celebrate Passover? Join us then. Mm-hmm.